today's reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. From now on, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. And today's psalm is Psalm 32, found on page 624 of the prayer book. And we will be doing verses 1 through 7. I'll read to the asterisk if you will finish the verse. Happy are they whose transgressions are forgiven. Happy are they to whom the Lord imputes no guilt. And in whose spirit there is no harm. Why I held my tongue, my bones withered away. Because of my groaning all day long. For your hand was heavy upon me day and night. My moisture was dried up as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you. And did not conceal my guilt. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Then you forgave me the guilt of my sin. Therefore, all the faithful will make their prayers to you in time of trouble. When the great waters overflow, they shall not reach them. You folks can stay seated if you'd like. glad when he said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when he said to me, let us go to the house of our God. Now our feet are standing here within your gate. Surely you're a city filled with unity. heads up on the imagination we're going to use in our gospel reading today. So the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Our gospel today lends itself to imaginative prayer and imaginative contemplation, a form of prayer developed by Saint Ignatius. It's a form of prayer where you imagine yourself stepping into a scene and becoming someone in the story, encountering Jesus there. If you cannot picture the scene easily, 
No worries. Don't force it. Simply connect in your own way. So allow yourself to rest comfortably. Close your eyes. Exhale all expectations and familiarity of this particular gospel. While inhaling curiosity and presence. Notice what you notice, what you hear and feel. It's a beautiful day. Feel the warmth of the sun on your cheeks. You are in a courtyard of the synagogue looking around. You see tax collectors and sinners near and listening to Jesus. You hear scribes and Pharisees grumbling. He welcomes sinners and eats with them. You see Jesus surrounded by a group of people where he is telling stories. Jesus looks at you and smiles. With a nod, he invites you over to sit on the rock next to him. He invites you to imagine that you are fully present in all the scenes of the story he is about to tell. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to him, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between his children. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. Who are you? A bystander? The father? The son? What do you see? What do you touch? What does the ask, the response, the departure look like to you? What does it feel like? In this distant country, the son squanders his property in dissolute living. While he has spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who set him into the fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating and no one gave him anything. What do you see? Smell. How do you experience the hunger as you too begin to be in need?
But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father. So he set off and went to his father. How does this decision settle in you as you walk? Where do you feel this decision in your body? While he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Can I come what is happening on the faces in the scene? What is familiar? What has changed? What is happening in you as this celebratory chaos unfolds? The scene shifts to the back of the house. Place yourself with empathy in or near these new shoes in the midst of the music and dancing. The elder son was in the field. When he came and approached the house, he called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. Your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has come back safe and sound. The elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And then the father said to, the, to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. So the parable of the prodigal son is a hero's journey. It is individual and universal. It is intimate and it is infinite. And it is about a hero's journey that is personal to each of us while at the same time connects us to each other and transforms our world. 
For Joseph Campbell, author of The Hero with a Thousand Faces, the essential formula of the hero's journey is separation, initiation, and return. I handed out to many of you a, a, just a small sheet of paper um, that has that journey on it in a more complete way. Um, and it's for you to look at now, but it's also for you to take with you um, as you continue on your Lenten um, journey and Lenten reflections. So we cycle in life again and again, leaving home to cross over thresholds from the familiar into the unfamiliar that challenge and then transform us. We return the same and yet new. Are you able to find yourself at a point along that journey as you imagined yourself in the story of the prodigal son? I was reminded of how I squandered my religious inheritance when I chose to not become a Catholic nun and then eventually disillusioned became an Easter and Christmas Catholic with a list of self and other destructive behaviors in between. When one day a pig arrived in my pen, by then I had a great house, job, relationship, and then thyroid cancer rattled my cage and revealed I was hungry, lost, and longing. My pig revealed that I had squandered my inheritance in, fall, in a <clears throat> false belief of sacrifice. That when I disappointed expectations, mostly my own, when I unearthed the need once again to leave my parents and let go of my childhood, when I sacrificed my beloved religion to find and live my sexuality, that somehow it was also necessary and required to surrender God. The experiences that point out to us the contradictions and confused beliefs that have fooled us can be a friend, a mentor, a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and I'll get back to that, or just a pig. All our guides mercifully point out the differences between the what and the how we are living and treating others with the what and who we truly know ourselves and others to be in the sight of God, but have forgotten. Even the elder son shows that we don't need to go anywhere to have our worldview upended. There are many avenues that can serve to rattle our false notions and just as many responses. Have you ever asked for and squandered your inheritance? I hope so. Because this is not a journey of shame that begins or ends with sin. This Lenten journey is one of leaving home to discover inside ourselves the very things we lost and leave behind. It is the Garden of Eden meet the prodigal son kind of journey. Is it possible 
Or might we consider that the story of the prodigal son, Jesus is making the Garden of Eden his own? In this story, he displays the original state of oneness in the home with the father, juxtaposed with the human need to be separate, differentiate, test our curiosities, find our own way, and establish independence from each other and from God, in spite of the truth that such a separation is impossible. In the Garden of Eden, we venture to eat forbidden fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and God banishes us. In the prodigal son, we unapologetically turn our backs to convention, venture out on our own, and are welcomed back home. And no matter what we have been taught, both stories are about original love and original grace. How do I know this? Because Father Jeff has been saying it all along these past weeks. I also heard it in listening to the stories of our fellow parishioners over these past months. I heard stories of heroes and heroines. Through imaginative prayer, I began to wonder if we left the Garden of Eden and forgot to remember. We forgot to return. The most grievous sin, if you want to put it in those terms, is not what caused us to be banished or to venture out. And it may not even be the horrible things done to us or the horrible choices we made along the way. But is it possible to go on a, it is possible to go on a journey that is merely self-absorbed, self-destructive, and other destructive, and stay there? Vladimir Putin comes to mind. I am just beginning to realize now to believe that original sin was not what was done when we left, but it was our staying there. Original sin was never returning home, never coming to accept or fight for ours or others' original grace. And in the prodigal son, Jesus is inviting us to come home. It is only when we come to the ending, it is only then that we come to the ending that started at the very beginning of this gospel, with the company that Jesus kept. The imperative lived through Jesus' life and the life of President Zelensky and the Ukrainian people that when we go on a hero's journey, we return with something good for the entire community. We eat with tax collectors and sinners. We win courageous battles with our own demons while we also love other people into original grace. Go forth <laughs> courageously walking your hero's journey 
and along the way, bring to others original grace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was in there somewhere. So bring to others original grace. Amen.